This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hi, Jürgen. Um, have you had a diagnosis on Joel Matip's injury yet? If so, what's the prognosis and the, and the diagnosis? And how's Fabinho? And does he have any chance for the weekend? So, Joel, no. Uh, last night it was after the game, I was um, especially. Uh, with that, pretty emotionally just was because half times the boys sitting there. Now, meanwhile, uh, there are still glimpses of hope that it's not that serious. So um, no, we don't have the we don't have the, the final result because the scan didn't happen yet, and um, so we will we, we know more in three four hours probably, um, hopefully, and um, Fabinho. No, no chance for the weekend. When I asked about trying to get cover in at centre-half last night, you said, of course, we thought the whole time, we think the whole time it's about doing the right thing. Do you feel there are still opportunities for you to explore before the deadline? Or do you feel they're all dead ends and therefore are resigned to not bringing in a centre-half? Well, I, I don't know, um, but we'll try. So it's not a lot. The, the only thing, it would be funny when you all think, oh, Liverpool is just fine with the situation and don't care. And then they, 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 they don't try. We, we, we try. But how you know, um, there's nothing to say until something happens. So um, we will see. And the situation yesterday, um, yeah, didn't make it easier or whatever, but it's, it's just still, we, we try to do the right things if that's possible. We will do it. If not, then not. Obviously, this is a, another game where league league position is affected by the results. Obviously, West Ham are direct threat to your league position at the moment. They're unbeaten in six league games, won their last four in the Premier League. What capability then do you see in that West Ham side to really threaten those top four positions this season? Oh, great to see that something like this is possible. Just a, 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 obviously a clear idea. Um, David Moyes always had um, has brought in the right players. Really exciting. I think everybody's really impressed by what how, how about the goal threat of Suchek. Um, it's incredible. So um, these kind of things. Um, Antonio's back. Um, just settled now. Um, obviously took a little bit. That's the normal as well. Um, and last year they really had to fight hard for staying in the league, but um, now they are longer together and it works out. And um, I'm really, I'm really pleased for David to be honest, um, because it's like coming in with such a long and, and and a successful spell at Everton, and then from that moment on, maybe timing was a bit tricky with Manchester United and all with other clubs. It was just like, ah, it's the right moment. You go there and you have to fix it immediately. And now he got the time and he shows again his capability of of um, um, building successful teams and so yeah we will face them that's clear the, the, the position in the table is obviously one thing but being third or fourth or whatever um in late january is now not exactly what is the most important thing so we uh, there are other moments when it's much more important where you stand but of course we we, we didn't start like fighting last night we, we fought a lot in the other games as well but last night was a really important uh, important game for us with important aspects and um, that's the plan to bring this again on the pitch on Sunday cheers Vinny we'll go to Simon from PLP for a couple thank you hi Jürgen um, hi if- Higher. If he plays, this will be Jordan Henderson's. Uh, well, it will put him fourth in the all-time 
Premier League appearance makers for Liverpool, which is is quite something. Um, and obviously, the majority of those have been in midfield. So as, as far as you're concerned right now, what what are the decisions that you're having to make in terms of maybe what it takes away by moving him from midfield and why Jordan is preferred to some of, of the albeit younger and less experienced central defenders like, like Nat Phillips or, or Reese Williams? Uh, first of all, that's experience. So um, we, we, we don't worry and we try and about Nate and, and Reese, for example, but it's about... Um, the situation. So um, let me say, if they play with, and it's possible either way with Joel Mate, with Joe Gomez, or or Virgil Van Dijk together, it's absolutely no problem. It's clear where who 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 organised the line and stuff like this. But but uh, these kind of things all must be with young players. It must always be in the one hundred percent right moment. Um, and handle. By the way, did you say the number? How many plays uh, games did he play? Then? Well, if, if he plays, this would be his two hundred and eighty-six Premier League appearance for Liverpool, which means only Stevie, Jamie, and Sammy Hippier have, have, will have played more in the Premier League uh, than him. A lot more, probably. Yes, sir. Jamie five hundred eight, Stevie five hundred four, Sammy three hundred eighteen. I've, I've done my prep this time. So he will. So he will catch Sammy. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's clear then. Um, yeah, and Hendo plays there because um, because he can do it and because he he can help us there. And you saw around the first goal, uh, he's stepping in and chipping the pass and stuff like this. That's what you what you want to want to see as well. That he's uh, can defend on the position is clear. That he has to adapt and to learn the position a little bit is clear as well. Um, but um, it's the personality we need. It's the it's the experience we need, and it's the football we need from the position. So that's that's the decision. That was about the decision for, um, with Hendo. With the whole season is the problem that we had so many different centre half pairings. That's more the problem than that it's not the centre half pairing. So if the, if another one could have played pretty much all the games, that would have helped obviously massively as well. So then we had to. Um, use Fabinho, which is our usual number six, um, which costs a bit of stability in, in midfield. So, and that's all these kind of things. So that doesn't change only the position; that changes the whole the whole static of the game. And we try to be as consistent as possible. Usually, that you don't because you don't have two three days and now changing it completely and stuff like this um, is not really helpful as well. So, yeah. That's it. And for yesterday night, we found a solution and hopefully we will do that for Sunday as well. And you mentioned about the younger lads. I think you said the words in it, needing them in the right moment. And it's probably been more necessity, perhaps anything, because with Nat, not wasn't in the Champions League squad, whether you add him in a, in a few days time, I don't know, might have been leaving. And with Reese, was playing at a much, much less level a, a year ago. So do, do you speak to them regularly, semi-regularly? How, how have they been? Because it's been brilliant how far they've come in in a relatively short space of time, hasn't it? We speak constantly, but not the talks probably you think now we have. It's not that I explain them every day, the game and stuff like this. So it's it, they're talented, really talented. And they will have a proper, proper career. So that's all fine. Uh, it's um, But it's like trust means as well let them do in a specific way and not judge everything. Oh, now if you do that, then it would have done better that. So we are all different and we do things differently. And some of the things uh, uh, we have to do exactly right because we do them together. And some of the things that's individual. And um, so, yes, we talk, but it's not that we um, give them every day a book about playing center half in the Premier League. Um, it's just, um, yeah, we have a lot of faith and trust in the boys. And for example, last night, really tricky one, 
need coming on um, and and early challenge yellow card and then staying calm and, and, and playing a really good game and helped us a lot. It was really, really good. And um, so, yeah, happy about that. Cheers, Simon. Thank you, as always. Uh, Ian Kennedy for one or two. We'll see. BBC. Okay. Um, hi, Jürgen. Um, just another st statistic for you. Um, Bobby Firmino last night got into the top 20 of all time Liverpool goal scorers. Now, for somebody who <laughs> seems to take as much pleasure from creating goals as he does scoring them, that's, that's quite an achievement. It is, and it shows, obviously, Bobby Firmino scores goals. So, um, because we had in the, in the same situation here, I was sitting exactly here, and you probably were there. Not sure you asked a question, but about to talk about why Bobby Firmino is not scoring goals or not often enough. And now, and now he's in the top 20. So um, that makes already sure that he probably will be remembered in the future as one of the top goal scorers for Liverpool, which is nice um, and, and, and well-deserved. So played a good game last night. It was in the right moment, the right position. That's it. That's the most important thing for a striker. It was a great team goal, if you want, like a nice pass from Hendo, great run and, and pass from Sadio. And, and then an easy finish, but you have to be there. So, yeah. I'm happy for him because I know um, how important it is for players when they can score goals. And um, so that will help us as well. And encouraging for the front three in that Mo scored two at Old Trafford and he, and he scored last night, although it was chalked off by VAR. Sadio scored and Bobby scored. So in terms of the responsibility for goals, it's encouraging for, for those three to be fine in the net. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And after the game, actually, I, I mixed it up a little bit. I, I when I spoke, all three front three scored is right, but it's not right as well. So um, I forgot for a moment that the, the most goal was, which was a really nice goal, was disallowed. Um, yeah, no, it's good. The, the right people score the goals. So in the last two games, let me say like this, it helps really. And and Trent um, set a goal up, scored one himself, so um, was really helpful as well. So all these things, you know. We speak a lot about and spoke a lot about it, um, about the, the scoring record in the, in recent times. We knew it. We tried to change it for last night. We could change it. And now let's try to build on it. Carl Markham and James Pierce to finish this section. Then we'll go to Steve Bowser. Hi, Jürgen. Hi, Carl. Hi. Um, sorry to go back to the, the signing the centre-back subject again, but I'm just wondering that the, the, the tone seems to have changed from... You know, we could do something maybe, but we probably won't to we will try to do something. I'm just wondering if there was a there's a there's a moment where that emphasis changed and you, and you knew you had to try and do something. Hmm. Uh, sorry. Um I'm I'm so my, my thoughts didn't change. My words might have, but that's probably rather because of my English. Um no, same situation as before. We, 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 we work on this. We don't have always training. We don't do always press conference. There's time in between. If we don't sleep, we work. And um, so that's what we did all the time. We will see. And you are, you are, you always long term think your your tran your your transfer policy. So is it a question of in the the days you've got remaining, you can get a long-term target in, or are you going to have to look at short-term? Actually, everything is a long-term uh, because um, 
okay, apart from you bring a player in for the next for, for the next six months, whatever. So yeah, right, that would be short term. But usually everything is is kind of long term. But because I never, I never we had one uh, half a year contract. I have to speak Stephen Corker. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, it's about solution. That's the first thing. It's about solution, and um, and that's what we are working on. Okay, thank you. And James, please finish. Hi, Jürgen. Just just in just in terms of trying to get someone in before Monday's deadline, is is the biggest challenge trying to make it work financially, or is it more the difficulty of finding someone with the right skill set who is available and, and fits the way you play? I think. Can you divide these two things? So, I, I'm not sure there's a 80 million centre back available in the moment. So that the club says, okay, we, we got 80 million for him and we want to sell him now. I, I, I don't think that's the case, to be honest, or pretty much I know the, this player with this caliber probably is, um, I'm not sure, play, uh, the teams want to, would sell them now. Um, no, it's both. Of course, we need to find the right player. That's clear, and it needs to suit our financial situation. That's clear as well. So, well, it's both. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.